We watched a movie. Are we already started? <laughs> God damn it. There's coffee brewing right now. We watched a movie. It's called Scary Movie. Uh, this is for this is for the Halloween, the Halloween special episode. It's our favorite holiday of all time is Halloween. Other so, than Flag Day. Well, okay, well if I have to pick, I'd pick Arbor Day. But okay, you Flag love Day. Trees. <laughs> is that what Arbor means? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Halloween episode, and we watched um, a number of scary movies actually. Yeah. Or in anticipation of this this particular episode, and it was quite the nostalgic trip. Yeah. Let well, they're me... all new movies, which made that even more weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, all I the new movies old. that we watched that had a bunch of nostalgia. <laughs> so, so, so the first one that we watched is actually called, and I don't know if anybody has heard of this movie. It's brand new. Um, that's uh, it's something we just watched in theaters. It's called Scary Movie. Ah. <laughs> and it was directed by Martin Wayans. And Luke Mar- Wayne's, right? And Martin Lawrence. And Martin Lawrence. Uh, they had three directors? And Barack Obama. And Barack Obama. <laughs> he's, he's the director of this, too. So so this movie, it's actually... It's kind of a thing that's not done as often nowadays. We had that whole... Wait, this is new. So we had that, that whole like week and a half where they put out a bunch of parody movies of every genre of film. Yeah, if it was remotely popular... They would compile it with anything else remotely popular and just bastardize it to all hell. Right. Anything that anybody had heard of. So in this this particular case, this one, uh, who's who's this one starring? Who is this one? The big stars in this one? Um, John Stamos. John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> John Stamos. John McEnroe. <laughs> John McEnroe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course. So John Stamos and John McEnroe um, were kind of the major major characters in this movie. Were there any females in here? Because I feel like there were a couple of females. Johnny were... Five. <laughs> Johnny. So do remember these are? Uh, it's J O N N I E. Right. That's how you know it's a girl robot. <laughs> so Johnny Five, Johnny Five, John McEnroe, and John Stamos are of course all starring in this movie. And the the big kind of setup that structures the entire movie was around the telephone. Mm-hmm. If you if you recall, I remember those. Yeah. So this was telephone, and this was like I said, it's a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Is when when this is set as yeah. happening. So they have telephones that are actually attached to to the walls, or at least the base is attached to the wall, because most of them had a cordless version of this, but you had to go to a room to grab it. Right. To answer right. it, and then you could walk around the house with it. Which I thought was kind of the scariest aspect of the movie at some points. Thinking that it was tethered to the home. You know, yeah. you couldn't leave with the telephone. Like, some of them tried to. Yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't go super well when they did that. Because it was only an 800 megahertz connection, so right, I mean, you right. can't go very far. You don't have enough megahertz. Honestly, one of the scariest parts of this entire movie yeah. was uh, one of them was on the phone speak like the killer had called them and they're like having this conversation yeah he was saying seven days yeah and then (laughs) seven days (laughs) right and then somebody else picked up the phone 
So there are now three people on there. And then somebody else picked up the phone. So there's four people on the phone at once. And that reminded me of when you would be on the phone and then somebody else could just pick up the phone and listen to your whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> this is the weirdest spy section of life that <laughs> we all lived through a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago, yeah. <laughs> so obviously the technology has advanced since then. So nowadays we all have our, our cell phone, you know, that was developed like five days ago. And so we all have our cell phone, a personal cell phone, and nobody can, they have to walk up and take your phone to jump on the same call. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they were trying to just listen in. Or they'll uh, just go on your Facebook because everybody just tells everything publicly now. Pretty much just transcribed onto that or TikTok. So that was the other part of the scary part of this movie. <laughs> we're all the clocks. We're all the, all the <laughs> Going clocks. Going tick and talk. <laughs> right. All the, all the clocks that were ticking and talking because they were slightly too loud for any given situation. So when people try to talk to each other, it would just be a little bit intrusive. So, so that was pretty terrifying. And of course, there's this thematic aspect to it because you have all the ticking clocks everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, which were obviously a reference to overeating. And yep. if, if you have if you have too much uh, fattening foods and how dangerous that can be. So. Well, and like all the characters seem to have a real big issue with patience. In right, other words, they, they were doctors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say they had a real hard time with their weight. <laughs> 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 the patients had a tough time with their, their weight. weight loss doctors, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. So, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, what about? So we have John Stamos and Johnny Five, and what was the other? John McEnroe. John, John McEnroe, of course, the famous tennis player who occasionally does Cam some Rose. acting. Yeah, but in in this, he was playing Shia LaBeouf. Yep. So it was. <laughs> So John McEnroe, the tennis player, was playing Shia LaBeouf, who was also a tennis player in the movie. Yep. Uh, because that comes into play later, obviously. Yeah, but for some reason he thought he was a reporter, even though he was holding a tennis racket instead of a microphone the whole time. Right. So whenever he'd go to like ask questions of people, he'd go to like hand them the mic and he'd hit them in the face, and then they weren't able to answer any of his questions. So he thought everybody was keeping everything from him. Right, right. But then that's one of the most brilliant things about the movies is because he would go and try to ask people about things and hit them in the face with tennis, the tennis racket. But occasionally the person would have a head that's shaped like a, t- a tennis ball. So those were the ones that when he hit them, then they just flew across the net. <laughs> so then you would really get, they would tell a story in the way that they, they flew across the net. Yeah, and yeah. It was so, like where they bounced. Right, exactly. You could see how much he loved them. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> Just dad puns. <laughs> so, so that was that was McEnroe's. He was the reporter. Uh, the reporter had a, a troubling past that was related to tennis and hitting people in the face with tennis rackets. Then you have John Stamos, who was married to Rebecca Romaine Stamos. He's and, a famous lawyer in this movie. Right. A famous lawyer. So so that's one of the things that he has to do is when he's going through this, he's trying to he has this real big struggle because he's trying to convince his wife to not testify against him. Obviously she wouldn't be required to because of the rules and if double they were still married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because of double jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. she won that one time, Jeopardy mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. yeah. So, so that exempts her from having to do any testimony ever again. Yeah, and you can't arrest a husband and wife for the same crime. It's obvious. <laughs> right, right. So she's she's out. He's worried about going to prison though 
So that's his big dilemma that's going through this whole thing. And that's why you question his integrity as a person. Mm -hmm. And the whole time you're trying to figure out who the killer is. Yeah. So obviously you've got a Johnny Five who comes into it. Uh, the, as the woman. The major. <laughs> the, the major love the, interest. The scream queen. The yeah. love interest. Yeah. And and the way that it works is that Johnny Five is John Stamos's new love interest you know mm. but they have all the background stuff but so johnny five is alive and now wants to get laid oh, spoiler alert <laughs> so, <laughs> so a lot of other people are done this. <laughs> so what's what's johnny five's what's johnny five's arc i mean what's the well so let's let's set up how everything is laid out in the movie first so it starts out immediately with the killings and so it's a small town that's rocked with just this mystery murder that seems to all be swirling around Johnny Five and John Stamos and John McEnroe um, and other people that are not yet named. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a really tight-knit community that's trying to figure this out. And you know that it has to be one of them. So Johnny Five's arc is that he's programmed to be a well-behaving, normal robot. And so John Stamos wants to run a different uh, program on there to turn it into a slut robot. <laughs> right, because Johnny Five is just not giving it up. Yeah. So, so that's what John Stamos this whole time, and that's, that's one of the things he's trying to get from John McEnroe, is just information related to how to reprogram robot into being a slut robot. Yeah. Because John Macro, because he played tennis, then he was really good at coding. <laughs> so so because of the, the beeps and boops that, that sound when you play tennis. Yeah, I actually looked into some of the behind the scenes um, information. And oh, you like, saw that? Yeah, okay. the director, director went over, there were some deleted scenes with John McEnroe where um, he actually learned to code in prison. So he, he spent some time in prison for racketeering. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, for uh, for racketeering, right? <laughs> yes. So he was in prison for racketeering. That's when he learned to hack things, and so he's trying to hack Johnny Five because he's really good at racketeering. Uh, <laughs> so, but so it turns out uh, later we find out that there were some other characters who were involved with this. There's there's the one who was the uh, the investigator who's like working with trying to one of the police officers who is coming into the school to yeah, try to John protect E. Depp. John E. Depp. <laughs> <laughs> so John E. Depp was investigating the crimes, and the one thing was that because it was around Halloween, you know, he always wore a pirate costume, mm -hmm. so uh, it was it was difficult for him to go undercover, you know, because he was trying to be undercover in the high school. As one of the students, so that he can investigate the crimes, but he's always dressed as a pirate. He's just a pirate in a backpack. <laughs> right, right. So it was obviously like forty, <laughs> and he was always drunk. Yeah. So, so all of that kind of detracted from his ability to blend into the to the school environment. And then we have, of course, the slutty character. Which was, who was that? Jane from Tarzan. Jane from Tarzan, right. That was the character's name. <laughs> yeah. And so Jane from Tarzan is the really slutty character who is kind of the contrast to Johnny Five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she already got reprogrammed. <laughs> and so she just gives it up anytime. Yeah, you have this whole dynamic of all these different characters. And one of the things that the movie does is it really plays with the tropes. Uh, related to this genre. I'm going to say something that's going to get bleeped out. Okay, yeah. Um, Jane. <laughs> oh my god. 
That's the worst thing that you have ever said uh, while that was being recorded. I'll put that caveat in there. Uh, All right, that's getting bleeped. Yeah, that's getting bleeped. But thanks. Uh, You're welcome. So... So Jane is. Um, Do you get it? Because the monkey. Yeah, I got. It. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to lever. You don't have to lever. Okay. <laughs> so, so Jane. Uh, yeah. So she's the slutty one, and they're doing their whole thing. But over time, we different people get killed, so you find out they're not the killer. And then eventually, uh, we end up at Sydney's. Not Sydney. Who's Australia. Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> it's Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, Five. Johnny. Johnny Five. Not Cindy or Sydney. It was Johnny Five. We end up at Johnny Five Sweet Fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where they're they're having a, a a big party, and everybody comes over, and they invited all the killers, uh, just any killers in the area, so mm-hmm. they can try to figure out. You know, it's, it's kind of a setup uh, at the urging of John E. Depp. So it's it's this whole thing, and they're they're sitting around watching scary movies and getting drunk and getting stuck in dog doors. Yeah, and doing all that sort of thing. Yeah, so it was all the killers that you could imagine that use some sort of like either sharp object, be it a um, stabbing mechanism or slicing mechanism, because right. that's what like is the mo of all these killers. So I had like Candyman there. Right. They had um, Jason, uh, Jason, Michael, Michael. Uh, it had um, it had Javier Bardem's character from No Country for Old Men was right. there. Call it Frendo. <laughs> right, um, and then. The last one it had uh, my bloody Valentine guy, who's who's Saint Valentine. Yeah, Saint I think Valentine. that's a killer's name. Yeah, and the V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. He probably guy. has swords or something. He looks like he has swords. Right. I don't remember that movie very well. Yeah. So it had a a lot of a lot of people. It had oh the guy uh, remember the guy from Seven Samurai by Kurosawa. Yep, yep. Yeah. So he was in there. He was the sixth one. Right. The sixth of the samurais. Yeah. So yeah, there were uh, a whole bunch of just anybody who had killed anybody with a sharp object. Mm-hmm. Um, then they Bill. were they showed up. Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Beatrix, yeah, uh, or Beatrice, Ooh. or whatever it is, <laughs> Leatherface from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's the one. Spoiler alert: that gets stuck in the garage door. Right? Why? Why him? Uh, he's <laughs> kind of a big dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Leatherface. Wait, did chainsaws they count? Yeah, because he had a bunch of little knives on there. It wasn't a regular chainsaw blade. Oh, and oh, he like, added, he tiny modified it. Yeah. Yep. No. Okay, I remember that. So okay, yeah, we have a um a medley of killers sharp thing sharp object using killers mm-hmm. and gordon ramsay yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well the troubling there. thing though with this is it like so they get all these people together in this party and um johnny depp john e depp kept thinking like okay so now i'm gonna really be able to see how they act and figure out which ones which which one's actually doing the killings around here but it turned into into like a incubator of sorts where they're all sharing ideas on their methods of killing and what's right. worked for them what hasn't worked for them and it's just made them all better killers. <laughs> yeah, it turned into like a conference. Uh, so they're, they're sitting around, they're having slideshows. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there are there are comp food. There's comp food everywhere. So mm-hmm. everybody wants to stick around. And yeah, it just makes them makes yeah. them better killers. A lot of sliced cheese. Sliced cheeses. <laughs> yeah, deli meats. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so they're just kind of they're kind of working on that. John E. Depp is trying to figure out you know who the real killer is. And then of course we get the huge reveal. Mm-hmm. As we find out that Jason, Michael, Leatherface, who are the other ones? <laughs> Sixth Samurai. Sixth Samurai. Bill. Bill. Beatrix. We find out that all of them have been killed 
Yeah. And it was Amber Heard the whole time. <laughs> so, and it wasn't even a knife. She was using anything that was necessary uh, to get those kills. So then that's when John E. Depp, you know, and mm. obviously it's there's something poetic about the whole thing, you mm. know, uh, because Amber Heard was an Aquaman and Johnny Depp is really hydrated the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so uh, there's this poetic uh, revelation about who the actual killer is. Mm. So then Johnny Five gets to, obviously he electrocutes her. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they. That's how it ends. Well, that's how they subdue her. Right. Um, right. So they they do eventually capture her, and then the movie kind of takes this weird plot twist where it ends up now being like this highly televised court trial, in which John Stamos obviously is uh, John E. Depp's lawyer, um, going right. against Amber Heard. <laughs> right. Right. So this is very lengthy court trial where john e depp has to um to clear his name now because amber heard tried to pin it all on him and a whole lot came out but i mean to be honest with you i'm not really into the celebrity trial stuff so <laughs> yeah yeah me neither so uh, yeah we skipped that part right yeah 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 i mean i heard danny devito made a short cameo um in the evidence portion of that when they were trying to figure out who pooped the bed um <laughs> Right. Well, that's his expertise. Yeah. Yeah. So, He's very sneaky with it. So, so they went through that whole thing. Yep. Uh, and they eventually figured out that it was Amber Heard. And then she killed everybody in the courtroom. And, yeah. And, yeah. And then she fled to Mexico. So they could, obviously, they're setting up a sequel. I mean, yeah. They always do that with yeah. these things. But that was that. But John E. Depp and, and Johnny Five and John Stamos, they all end up together. And, and then they... Uh, they get an apartment together and then they adopt a little girl and it turns into full house. That's where full house started. So yep, yeah. obviously. Right. Yep. And John McEnroe like went off to do his own thing. Right. The racketeering. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was back to that. Yeah, so he didn't really have a, a healthy arc, but it was a complex character. So he yeah. really, it was good to see that. So that was scary movie, you know, directed by the Wayneses and starring the Wayneses, even though we didn't mention them at all. Uh, so so it was a you know there was there was a lot to it there was a lot there were a lot of moving parts and it had a lot of thematic weight that it had to deal with the whole Mm -hmm. time so uh my score for it is going to be uh the scream mask out of the ski mask from a hockey game so it's not the killer ski mask why are they wearing a ski mask at a hockey game when they wear a hockey mask That's why it's not very good. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I was getting at. Yeah. All right. So yours? I'm going to give it a Zune player. A Zune player? <laughs> yeah, like oh a my Microsoft God. Zune player. <laughs> All right. It may yeah. have been useful at the time, but now it's just kind it's of really interesting out of... to see, I guess. Yeah. Nobody would ever. I don't need one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The second scary movie that we watched mm-hmm. uh, was, of course... Harry and the Hendersons. Harry <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, obviously, it's a Halloween classic, Harry and the Hendersons. And it's something that we just watched. So this one was about Harry and um, the... Dick. Dick, Harry? And Sally. Oh, oh, and, Sally, Harry. Well, no, Sally... So, wait, what's the... So they're the Solomons. <laughs> so, right, it's the Solomons. Yeah, Harry, So it's Dick Harry and, and the Hendersons, but it's actually the Solomons. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, so um, where they were all... Um, I can't believe you're a, another 30, bro. <laughs> Third Rock of the Sun reference. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Dick, Sally, who else is there? <laughs> I don't even remember. It's like the fifth time. <laughs> that show is so good. <laughs> uh, so, so, wait, who's Harry in this? 
<laughs> Sasquatch. <laughs> okay, so there's still a Sasquatch. Yeah. So it's a Sasquatch living with aliens. No, his name's not Harry. His name's Dick. <laughs> I don't. Okay, <laughs> which one's a Sasquatch? Is Dick the Sasquatch? Yeah, he's Harry. Okay, so Dick's the Harry Sasquatch, but Harry's the Dickish <laughs> Solomon. Is that what it is? Okay, and they're all aliens. <laughs> all right. Oh God. So, um, <laughs> we don't get to see them until halfway through the movie, though. They walk past the screen at a birthday party. <laughs> So he's a Sasquatch walking past the screen at a birthday party, but he's also an alien? And what's happening? God, this is so confusing. Alright, so wait. I get it. So you don't really see Sasquatch very clearly. So he walks by at a birthday party, only halfway through the movie. Yep. What are <laughs> Sally and Dick Harry, what are, what are all them doing? They're walking with him. <laughs> They're just Okay. So they're going on a picnic or something, and what happens the first half of the movie? (laughs) All they're worried about, like, they keep hearing rumors about these uh, aliens, and so they're trying to keep their farm. (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) All right, so uh, Dick and Sally, and is is Joseph Gordon-Levitt anywhere in this? No. no. Okay. No. Never mind then. All right. So, so Dick and Sally, Solomon, who are aliens, are trying to protect their farm because they're worried about what illegal aliens. <laughs> yes. It was a Mexican birthday party, obviously. Right. Right. So that's what that's what they're worried about. They're trying to protect their farm from Mexicans who are here illegally. Uh, but the problem is they have to sift from the Mexicans they hired illegally <laughs> to, to work on the farm. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to defend against, and they keep killing all of them. So, <laughs> they don't know how to tell them apart. Right, right. So, okay. All right. Uh, I think we got this set up. So that's the first half of the movie. Who gets hit by a car? <laughs> <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> okay. Joaquin Phoenix gets hit by a car, who's obviously in the in the movie, Playing the the son of Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a Roman soldier who had come through time with Bill and Ted, and <laughs> so he's he's trying to figure out you know, what's going on because he's he's just trying to figure out the future. He doesn't understand what corn is, yeah. so he's just walking through the corn, and, <laughs> and somebody's <laughs> driving through the corn uh, because they're trying to get through so they can catch a drone uh, that was that had crash landed because they got information <laughs> related to a black hole and being able to travel through space and time so they can save the planet from. The- <laughs> <laughs> the disaster that's that's coming on from the Dust Bowl. Dust Bowl or the aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were done with this planet because they didn't want any Mexicans up there. Uh, so, yeah. So, it was because all the, the walking aliens were kicking up dust. So, that's what they were trying to get away from. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and they ran over Joaquin Phoenix and pinned him to a tree. Well, to a corn stalk. Yeah. Okay. They've to a court stock, and uh, he's going through this very emotional mo- moment where he's telling everybody all of his deep secrets and the things that he cares about and all that stuff. <sighs> and what happens after that? <laughs> so we don't got, know where we're yeah, at. No, we okay. No, we had uh, it was Matthew McConaughey 
and Anne Hathaway were in the truck that ran over Joaquin Phoenix because they were trying to get the drone so that they could go off into space. Did Joaquin survive? I don't remember that part. Uh, so Joaquin, he does survive the the truck hit. But like, is, did he like die all the way and then come back? So he's exactly, like Joaquin yeah. dead. He's the Joaquin dead Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're so right about that. The Joaquin dead Phoenix now, and so he becomes a zombie. Except yes. he's he doesn't infect anybody, so it's just him. He's the only zombie. So we have a potential zombie apocalypse. We've got the dust bowl created by aliens kicking right. up dust, running around. Right. <laughs> and right. So Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway need to leave the planet, obviously. Right. So they hook up with Sally and and Dick because they have a spaceship because they're aliens. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they hook up with with them and they're trying to convince them. Okay, like bring us along, even though we just killed you. <laughs> you know, your family member made him a walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they're really struggling through this. They're saying you have to look at the the bigger picture that we're going to try to save the planet. And Anne Hathaway knows of a planet that is going to work where Ben Affleck is. And so if they can just get to the planet with Ben Affleck, then it will. They can all be safe and they can start a new, you know, new planet there mm-hmm. for the humans. But this planet was Planet Hollywood, and it was. <laughs> Actually, not that far from him. Right. Because their farm was in New Mexico. And Dick and Sally's spaceship was actually an El Camino. (laughs) So they all just, they drive to Planet Hollywood. And Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey at the time, they're like, I don't think we're going up. (laughs) I mean, like, what other car would an alien drive other than an El Camino? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Uh, But also, because it's called an El Camino, walking dead phoenix <laughs> gets it as well because he's now attracted to anything that has to do with walking and it's in spanish so, yeah. so 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 now we have everybody who makes it to planet hollywood and it turns out that everybody there are reptiles so so, so that's where they figure out everything and determine that they don't need to flee the planet to get away from the mexicans they just need to get into a special boat and then blow up the planet, uh, and <laughs> they're all going to be fine after that. So then it becomes 2012. <laughs> yeah, as long as they're on the boat, they could like use this cruise ship to jump chunks of crust that are exploding. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I can't remember how this movie ends. How does this movie end? So it ends with them getting on the boat, and all of the electronics were trying to kill them on the shore. <laughs> but for some reason, it didn't affect boats. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Maximum Overdrive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's what happened, but uh, where's the Sasquatch? This is Harry the Henderson. He's driving. The seat was stuck in the furthest back position, and he's the only one tall enough that could reach the pedals. Okay, so he was driving. Which was he driving? The El Camino? The boat. He was driving the boat? Yeah. Okay. And so that resolves the whole movie. As long as he doesn't get wet, then he's fine. But they're on the sea. Or fat after midnight. Or (laughs) fat... All right, so then he gets fed after midnight. (laughs) And he spits out a bunch of gremlins uh, that actually turn out to be armadillos. So the thing is that if you feed them now after midnight, then they become lions, which if you feed them after midnight, then they become xenomorphs. Xenomorphs, right. So that's what happens because they just want to see how far this goes. Yeah, and this is actually the whole time we learned that we were watching the movie Prometheus. (laughs) <laughs> and that was the start of 
<laughs> the alien franchise. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it was good. I'm going to give it... <laughs> that was at least... Uh, that was at least 10 out of, gosh, 9.5. <laughs> that was excellent. So, so how did you feel about the movie? So, I don't know if I've ever rated a movie like this. I may have, but this one feels appropriate. I'm going to rate it The Friends That We Made Along The Way. Okay, all right. That's a, I think that's a good rating. We're going to, because we had to bleep you out that one time, we're going to have to buffer it just a little bit. I don't know about this bleep. <laughs> There's no way I'm, I'm leaving that one in there. So the other movie that we watched, you know, this is the third movie that we watched in a row. Um, and... Obviously continuing with the horror theme. Yeah, yeah, of course. JFK. Is JFK... <laughs> All right, we might have to stretch for a little for this one. So it's JFK. Of course, this is about the assassination of John F. Kennedy, who is the former president of the United States. And it's a it's a zombie apocalypse movie. So that's yeah. what was Yeah, know, the assassination is only what started it all. Right. Directed by Lawrence of Olivier. The Lawrence of Olivier. <laughs> right. It's a very famous Middle Eastern director. And yeah, it's of course starring JFK. Mm. And who else? Who else like actual JFK as the actor. They, they brought him back. Right. Yeah. And it's got this. Joe Pesci and it's got Kevin Costner. Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Right. Uh, so obviously Al Bundy. Ted Bundy. And Ted Bundy play how Bunny Ted Bunny are playing uh, district attorney <laughs> district attorney buddy cops who are trying to investigate the assassination of JFK and and then Kevin Costner of course is playing the courier that brings the mail back <laughs> the courier that brings the mail but everywhere he walks it gets flooded with water <laughs> so, so they they try to keep him away but he needs to he needs to bring the mail yeah so he keeps just flooding places with water as he's trying to <laughs> deliver the mail and he's trying to get this letter to the buddy cops which is al bundy and ted bundy mm -hmm. he's trying to get this letter to them that tells them who killed jfk mm -hmm. uh, and he got that from nicholas cage obviously yeah so yeah, he, yeah he pulled that out of the pew, church pew leg right right so it's also a sequel to the rock we've got kevin costner who's walking across the world trying to bring this this letter to the the investigators and we've got JFK, who's playing the reanimated corpse of JFK because he's a reanimated corpse of JFK. Yep. And uh, they just have like electrodes. You know, obviously pretty mm -hmm. simple uh, how they do this kind of effect. So, yeah, what happens? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the main troubles in this movie, the main obstacles to overcome is that these buddy cops are always hanging out on really expensive rugs. So Kevin Costner can't come to deliver it or else it would get wet. And then he'd be on the hook to pay for these really expensive rugs. Right. So he can't deliver this very important letter that says who killed him. Right. And that's because obviously <laughs> his whole backstory, which we mm -hmm. get at, I think it's like two thirds into the movie. We finally find out his tragic backstory. Mm -hmm. The reason that he won't <clears throat> besmirch or ruin all these ex extremely expensive rugs was because his mother was a rug. So, <laughs> so he, he didn't want to, he didn't want to risk <laughs> walking on his mother and her drowning. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, that was, just in case it's a person rug. Right. And not right. just a rug rug. Exactly. So that's why he's trying to avoid that. But like you said, he still has this letter. He still has to get this mm -hmm. to them. And he can't just like read it and then call them or anything yeah. like that. He has to give them the letter because yeah. it's, it says it's on notarized. It. Yeah. It's not. It has a little seal on it. That's a little piece of tape that somebody wrote. Don't open unless a buddy cop. 
<laughs> so, so he's trying to get it there. Uh, but then the buddy cops have this dynamic, Al Bundy and Ted Bundy. Because Al Bundy is concerned about Ted Bundy's murdering. He's constantly murdering people. Yeah. And, and, and Ted Bundy keeps talking about, tell, or keeps complaining that Al Bundy's living in the past. Talking about his football accomplishments. Right. We're back in high school, you know. Right. And, and Al Bundy only has knowledge about selling shoes. So he doesn't know anything about being a cop. Yeah, or he specializes a in shoe cases. <laughs> right, shoe cases specifically. And Al Bundy wants Ted Bundy to only murder overweight women. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he won't listen to it. He just murders anybody. So um, that it's a great dynamic between those two. Yeah, yeah. Throughout I the mean, whole movie. And they look almost like twins. Right. Which- okay Uh, so yeah so alan ted bundy uh and jfk is trying to get there but he can only walk because of course everybody knows that zombies can't drive cars Mm -hmm. uh so he's walking but he's trying to get from dallas to dc and infecting people on the way there Mm -hmm. and then the buddy cops are obviously in dc and you've got kevin costner who's who's walking as well but flooding the place so yeah um he gets stuck in florida for a while Right. There's different areas of Florida. He's a partier. So. Right. Yeah. So he's got to mix it up a little bit. He's got some stuff that he likes to do. The zombie JFK is a little bit ahead of him. The water's coming behind. The buddy cops are trying to figure this stuff out and killing lots of people. But so then, so then how does it, what's the, this is, we're like in the second act here. What's the thing that happens here that, that they have to deal with? Aladdin. Right. <laughs> so Aladdin shows up. <laughs> On his carpet. And so well, he's a trafficker. And it turns out that he's the one that trafficked Kevin Costner's mom. Because right. he's a Persian. Right. right. So he's got the rug. So he's riding Kevin Costner's mom. Which is something that he has to deal with later on. Because he didn't realize that they were that he had that kind of relationship. So, so Kevin Costner's trying to deal with this. And Aladdin's showing up and say, "Just give me, give me the letter, and I'll take it to take it to the I can be around all sorts of rugs, (laughs) right? So uh, I'll just I'll hover over it. Your mom knows all these rugs, and so this will be totally fine." But Kevin Costner's like, "No, you're writing my mom right now. (laughs) This is really awkward. I'm not going to give you the letter." So it's a lot of that really stubborn when it comes to trying Mm -hmm. to resolve this because it's part of his character. He's really complex. Mm -hmm. Then the body cops, because they don't like people from India. Uh, they shoot at Aladdin anyway. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, so this is this is a whole thing that it becomes. So Aladdin has to defeat the buddy cops, and so we get this epic battle at this point. Yeah, and we should preface this um, because these buddy cops obviously have some um, deep seated hatred towards Middle Eastern people in general, right? Um, for no reason. So this movie does take place in 2023, so it's perfectly set for this setting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, so the buddy cops who are extremely uh, xenophobic, they're they're trying to kill anybody who looks like a who looks like they're from a foreign land. So they start shooting all the Italians, and, <laughs> and then anybody who mentions pasta or calzones or anything like that, they just uh, they start murdering them. And then Aladdin finds a lamp. Mm-hmm. Right, so he turns that on so he can see at night. So he can sneak in there at night and be able to steal the letter from Kevin Costner mm-hmm. and and take it to the buddy cops while they're asleep. And then they find out who killed JFK. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, is that he took the light from the buddy cops. Like, he snuck in and took... That's where he got the light from. Right. So when the lights were out, that left a perfect opportunity for JFK to then kill Al Bundy. 
So JFK and Ted Bundy then had this really close connection at that point that they both love killing and eating, killing and or eating people. Right, um, right, yeah. And uh, so that, that was a huge, huge thing, yeah. Now they cared so little about who actually killed JFK because they're just such fast and best friends. And our buddy cop dynamic just like fell apart. Well, that, plus it turned out that Ted Bunny was who killed JFK. Yeah. So, so it's just they, they solved it. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really more to do with that. Yeah, it so. turn, turns out the seal that was on the letter was an actual seal. <laughs> just swim up close to the edge of the carpet and then like spit it up there. <laughs> and like gives it the letter and it says Ted Bunny killed JFK. Right, right. And then they're like, oh. But by that time, they were they were so close with each other. It's like, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you have to overlook kind of minor moral issues that you have with your friends and yeah you overlook that so you can still have a good relationship so there was something really sweet about that that turn of events and then you know aladdin does what, what is what is aladdin, How does aladdin oh, resolve? He, he got a new lamp he's excited oh right you got he got the lamp obviously so uh yeah he's just ha- hanging out with the lamp on kevin costner's mother and uh, and then he rubs it and he rubs the lamp no he rubs Kevin Costner's mother. <laughs> okay, yes. yeah. So he's he's rubbing that, and Kevin Costner, of course, gets married and gives birth to uh, Superman, uh, mm-hmm. which which is a man who's made out of soup, and uh, <laughs> and so that he gets a happy ending too, even yep. though he had a lot of struggles all the way through. And, yeah, he but, ends up selling his kid to Olive Garden. Right, um, uh, it becomes to, part of the all you can eat soup situation, yep. and so he gets a lot of royalties based on that. Yep. Yeah. So that was a <laughs> that was a movie. Harry, uh, <laughs> no, that was Harry. And then that was the last one. No, this Harry. One. Yeah, this no, this one was JFK. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was JFK, which we handled with uh, incredible aplomb and respect. So uh, that's that's wonderful. I'm gonna give this one a fiery furnace out of the the third basket uh, when you're trying to collect eggs. You know, on like Easter. Yeah. yeah so another zombie holiday. Yeah, I like have the third one. So it doesn't have as many eggs in it, but it, it's still much better than a fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it back and to the left. Okay. <laughs> so that was that. That was a extra long episode, special Halloween deal. And we did, of course, the first one was Scary Movie, mm-hmm. the comedy parody. The second one was the very serious Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> it was very easy to follow. Right. It was completely normal. <laughs> exactly. And then the third movie was, of course, JFK, uh, about the late president, Walter McKinley. Uh, <laughs> so, Such a hard worker. <laughs> so that that was great. Thank you very much. Somebody said, who was that? Some One of our fans said something about setting these up more and talking more about ourselves. So you want to talk about yourself? No. Okay. Why me? <laughs> All right. I don't either. So, <laughs> so it's been great. And we'll talk to you on the next one. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.